You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, folks. Welcome back to the latest Mountain West Wire basketball podcast. Yeah, that's right. We're getting hoops in the offseason. We got plenty of news to talk about. Jeremy Moss, Eli Becker. So, how's your bracket, first of all? <laughs> uh, it was. It started off terrible. First weekend was really bad, and then I picked up some steam. I think my elite eight, I got six of them correct, and now it's falling apart again because I I had Duke over Tennessee in the title game. So, Me too. what about what about yours? I had Duke at Tennessee in the final oh, four. Um, outside Houston. Mm-hmm. And I think I got zero final four. I'm checking right now. I should have had it up moments ago because I figured. Houston and Tennessee would be some decent points because not mm-hmm. many people have Houston who are still a good team. Tennessee, I thought they had potential because they were number one for a while this year. Um, I'm trying to see my last four teams. I want to say, oh, I said Duke, Houston, Tennessee. Do you have Gonzaga? Oh, you Gonzaga, yeah, that's it, yeah. So mm-hmm. I had no Final Four teams. So I had I had Texas Tech, right? That was the only one. I was thinking about them because they're good and they play good defense and everything. And Well... Yeah, and it happens. <laughs> hey, it's Crazy it happens. Yeah, so I yeah, whatever. It's done. Good, great games though. Elite Eight. Oh, it's been fantastic. Yeah, some of the best games out there. But we're not talking about that. We're going to talk here at mwr.com. Got to throw in a website there. Get people coming by. And <laughs> I appreciate all the Arkansas fans coming from various message boards, rivals, twenty four seven sites to give us rivaling March Madness uh, Championship Week for traffic on one post that was done by our good buddy uh, Aztec Hoops about a week ago on Nevada. That's right, yeah. So, appreciate all that. And here's, this story's gotten crazy. Crazy, right? Is that safe to say? Yeah, because we had, well, I don't know who was the first one to initially report it, but someone reported that Musselman was on campus in Fayetteville interviewing for the job. And oh. about an hour or two after that, we have a video coming out of Musselman hanging with like, one of the Martin boys in Reno. We need to talk so, about the video in a second here. Hold on. Well, hold on. We need to talk about yeah. the video too in a second. All no, right. I know exactly what it was. I saw on Twitter. I updated your article. Then went back and it's like, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, because no kidding. Here's the thing. I uh, Well, maybe we should back up and let people know. Musselman a can- is a candidate for the Arkansas job. We know that 100% for sure. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I trust Jeff Goodman. He knows what he's doing, right? He's a mm-hmm. venerable basketball reporter for what, ESPN, CBS, and now Stadium. Is that his three stops he's been at, I yep. believe? Yep. So when I see other tweets, like, okay, because I, I actually first saw, I forget what it was the other day, before it officially came out, I went through, I'm like going through our traffic on our website a couple days ago. I think it was Sunday. I think I messaged you something about this. And I'm like, oh, we're getting some traffic from, because I knew the Arkansas jobs open. We briefly mentioned it last week because we had Texas, Arkansas, like certain jobs could possibly opening or opening. I'm like, oh, what's this traffic? I'm like, okay. They put our reasons why Muscle stay, our piece from Michael there. And so I'm like, okay. So I searched Twitter. It was just all rumor stuff, nothing substantial, all from whoever just saying stuff. Like he had like Muscleman. But there's enough tweets. I'm like, oh, this is something to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Just because it's not just – it was mostly fans saying just be cool to have him. But there must have been something maybe we missed or something locally that they're in Arkansas and Fayetteville saying, okay, he's on our radar. Can we also add that this all materialized on April 1st? So we uh, had to be extra cautious. Yeah. Yeah. 
I it's the worst day in the world. Like I even at my other radio show here in Salt Lake, we still like Tim Fredette just because like I mentioned one of our other shows. I saw something on the second from the Sunset coach. I'm like, it wasn't from the official team account. It was just from some something like a video of the coach talking about Jimmer's going to play more. I'm like, hmm, this is posted in second. It's not the official account. I talked with another, one other guy who I work with who, I'm like, hey, what's up with this? Because he covers his other job. He kind of just fills in for the news. But he also covers BYU extensively. Nope, that's legit. Dallas was press conference. I'm like, good. Okay, we'll talk about it then because I don't want to get fooled even the day after. So April 1st, it's like, oh, the worst. But so this guy, Trey Shap, I'll put his name out there, from 1037 The Bus, and he's on campus. I'm like, okay, I'm a radio guy. It depends what you do. Like, I, I know people in radio. Some of them say, yeah, I'm a journalist or I'm just an entertainer or whatever. Some know people, like, just kind of behind the scenes. Some people, they some report stuff, some don't. It depends. A lot of them don't just because, hey, we're here to talk about what's going on. I may know a few people, stuff like that. Not all of them are going to break a ton of news. So this guy, it's like, seemed reasonably connected, covered Razorback stuff for like 20 plus years. Then you see the photo of, hey, there's a press conference coming up. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe there's a little something here. The craziest thing, the good place to break this down is Reno Gazette Journal. So where we're at right now is that Mus is in our like, allegedly in Arkansas. Oh, candidate for sure, right? We know that in Arkansas. Maybe, maybe not. There's people saying like our. I don't know who DM me. I'm not gonna say who it was. I don't know if it's out there, but like, uh, he's he's a uh, in California or in Nevada as of X amount of time on like the Sunday or something. He took a quick recruiting or vacation to California. And then here's where we get to a video Tuesday morning from Caleb Martin. Or actually, first off, Daniel Danielle Musselman checks the um, journal. And this wording is very specific, which makes me a little suspicious. He's here in Reno with no plans to go anywhere. You could take that about five different ways, right? Uh, how so? Well, okay. He's here in Reno right now. Like, is he actually in Reno at this moment? As that text, or he's going to stay in Reno because he wants to be the coach of, of Nevada. Mm. Right? That's not too far out there, is it? Uh, I mean, I guess so, but at that present time, it's probably right. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying <laughs> well, no, say- I, I see what you mean by you can take it a bunch of different ways. It's particularly worded, where, which is fine. Because I guarantee there's some sort of conversation with Arkansas, but she's not like it's not saying he's he's going to be the Nevada head coach. Has no plans to go anywhere. He's here in Reno with no plans to go anywhere. Does that mean he has no plans to go to see a movie tonight? No plans to go to lunch later. <laughs> he's yeah. just chilled at home because season's over. He's back recruiting from or his little quick getaway to California. It's it's worded very specifically because she's no dummy. She's been through this before last mm-hmm. couple of years. Okay, so we have that which. I tend to honestly what you probably should take from that. He's here in town, likes where likes where he likes his job. That's what you should probably take from it. But when you're looking at this stuff, you kind of go through A, B, or C. It's it's not saying he wants to be the Nevada head coach forever in Reno. It's something. Oh, he's here in town, doesn't want to go anywhere, which mm-hmm. could be the case. He has a contract offer out there for him, but he's not going to sign it yet. So next we have the Goodman tweets and stuff. We have the video. I like I, I very I do very like how who is it. Um, Oh, I'm going to butcher this name. There's two people here. So Bohan McAndrew and Brent McGinnis with that Caleb Martin video. Mm-hmm. Do we know when the video is taken? They, I like how they question that. It. It's like, oh, they're not clear or don't know if the video was shot that day, which is a little tinfoil hat, but that seriously, that video could have been taken a couple days ago. Could have been taken who knows when, right? That that did come to mind, yeah. However, Muslim gives the retweet. It gives more credence that, yeah, I'm not I'm 
I'm good where I'm at at the moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's okay. That gives more validity to it. Excuse me. And then let's see what else we got here. And then the the photo. I don't know what was set up there in Arkansas at the was that at the basketball arena? Yeah, Bud Walton Arena. I don't know. Well, there. Sorry, there's there was one other thing I was going to mention. Uh, the Wikipedia editor. I like how they put editor in that when they make the changes. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So the the tweet or. Muscleman quote tweeted Caleb Martin's uh, video that he posted. Yeah, that's what I was at 357, to, yeah. and then it had a location set on it because it had Ooh. from Reno, Nevada. Ooh. So that tweet had the location on it. He did what? tweet again today. Muscleman or it, the one from Caleb Martin? Muscleman tweeted again today at 6:49 a.m. April 3rd, but it did not have a location on it. So I don't know. Wait, which one did the first? His retweet. The one that he quote tweeted Martin's video. Well, Martin, uh, yes, yesterday at four p.m. Yeah. Yeah, Martin says uh, Reno High School. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Oh, 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 good. oh I see. Okay, I'm on the tweet now. Yeah. Ooh. So Musselman's at at about four p.m. It's it's tweeted from Reno, and then he tweeted again this morning, but it doesn't Ooh. have a location on it. So I don't know. Oh boy, that's uh, that's good sleuth in there. Let's check his other. T- Hold on. I'm gonna- <laughs> no, no. Here's what I'm doing. No, I'm serious. I'm going to go through a couple of tweets here just to see because it may be a. It's odd because that tweet does mention, like none of his other tweets have location. That's what I was wondering too. Yeah, because I'm looking through a couple other ones. Okay, because had multiple other tweets had Reno or San Diego or Las Vegas for the uh, just traveling. I I think only the one where he quote tweeted Martin had a location on him. I think that's specific. Pretty much. So no, I'm serious. No, no, no. Do you think that <laughs> interesting was inten- deal? Was that intentional? You think it could have been could've because been. because I I did see people mention it. Because I'm looking at another tweet with the video on there, like from March 24th. No location setting. Ooh, this, this mm. is getting juicy. <laughs> <laughs> he do you okay? Like this is weird, but do you think he turned it on just for that one tweet because he's in town at that moment? He he might have. Yeah. Can we just? I say- mean. I would. <laughs> I know that. Is, oh, that's amazing. That's that's so. Who? That's next level stuff. Good job on him. Um, but then there's also a tweet where I'm going through that same Reno Gazette article, and we'll get to more what this means basketball wise. A ra- like okay, I mentioned the quote editor. I'm like, no. How about um, some random guy has a login to Wikipedia because I can do that, and I'm not a Wikipedia editor. Yeah. So that's just kind of a joke. I'm assuming. So whatever. Um, and then there's last one here where. A Twitter account who's a, I'll say a no-name guy says because he says he knows contract lawyers and has a quote must said he's committed to bringing Arkansas back to promised land and looks forward to building the top master program with a deal worth five years fourteen point five million with five more possible incentives. This is some random dude on Twitter who I bring up for some because other people do has ninety two followers. <laughs> yeah, everyone doesn't everyone have a guy this time of year like oh yeah i know this guy at the co-rec who said they saw a muscleman in fayetteville and like i mean come on i know the, I, I like how they put it in there because they're they're skeptical because people like i find random stuff too it's like i do appreciate them putting it in there um i because you want info out there because that's kind of a, a big deal to say well here's two things this guy if assuming that's his real name i should look it up but what does he have to lose? Nothing. Does he just want his five tickets of fame? Because I went through all this during conference realignment, specifically with BYU. 
Mm-hmm. All these guys, I know this guy, I know that guy. There's that West Virginia dude guy people laugh, make fun of, who backdoors every argument to say, so he can't be wrong. <laughs> yeah. No so kidding. this guy has nothing to lose. What to gain? Oh, get the triple digits in Twitter fan- fandom? Because he got a lot of decent replies, a couple dozen retweets or something. He's like, he's pretty, says he's pretty confident, but I, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to say no, but that contract, that amount, would line up with an SEC job, though, right? Yeah, I think so. But the five million more in incentives—that seems pretty rich for any school, right? A million a year in incentives, possibly. That—that's high. That's that is pretty high. high, dude. He's not Jeff Tedford, man. Dude, he gets all sorts of. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah like Tony Bennett got what two hundred fifty k for advancing to the lead eight. So I don't yeah. know about a million every year. I don't know what that until <laughs> it's uh, maybe okay. Here's where okay, here's where it could work into play. Incentives may not necessarily mean contract bonuses, but it could be car allowances, country club stuff, housing, maybe, mm-hmm. but even that seems a lot, $5 million. Mm-hmm. So that's where – and then, oh, go ahead. I haven't read the Chris Murray piece. What is his update? Is it kind of the same thing, or is there anything new to add on to this? It's it's mostly about what happened yesterday, so confirming that he is a candidate, which we all know, mm-hmm. also that he wasn't in Fayetteville uh, on Tuesday and hasn't been there throughout this process. We don't know if he's – going to be in Fayetteville at any point though so that's just like as of now where's your plane tracker software get up on that (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah actually you did mention flight tracker on here yep that someone from Arkansas might have come to a visit with him so that'd make more sense to be more clandestine to make it um you know what I mean under the radar a bit yeah exactly exactly so that's another thing that but um, also real quick if he did join if okay if say they came yesterday if he didn't go back, that's a huge thing for Nevada. That is true. Because there's a time to come to town. I think that happened. I could be wrong, but I know it's happened before. But I want to say with Chris Peterson from Boise to Washington, he left. He they came to town and left with him. I believe it was. I could mm. be wrong, but that does happen. Like if if they come to you and you don't go, that's usually not necessarily yeah. for sure they're staying at their school, but it's a good sign. A better leaning, sign. Yeah. Better sign leaning to staying in town. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, just uh, what Daniel Musselman said yesterday, um, probably that there were some phone interviews that took place that but we don't really know about. Um, and that that's the gist of it. And that's all that we really know and probably will know until something else surfaces. But he obviously is a candidate there. And he's, from what I've heard, he is Arkansas's top choice. But there also might be a bit of... Um, I don't know if it's like confusion, but maybe a little bit of indecisiveness on the part of Arkansas, whether everyone is on board with hiring Musselman, at least that's what I've heard. So uh, we'll see if that happens here. But once uh, Buzz Williams was out, I think at Arkansas, that's when uh, Arkansas turned to Musselman. And so we'll see if that ends up working. But I think what's happened the last 24 hours is probably a pretty good sign. If you're a Nevada fan that he hasn't yet made the trek down there yet. And at least is showing signs via his social media and whatever else that he it still intends to stay. Sure. So here's so we know who's kind of in the mix. Um, the flight tracker thing that's interesting because it went from Springdale, Arkansas, to Iowa City, which um, Frank McCaffrey just saying out mm-hmm. there. So then to Minneapolis, Final Four location to probably I don't know why I'd go to Minneapolis. 
coaches stuff. Well, is... probably are coaches in Minneapolis right Already, now. Already though, you think? Too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Maybe they're okay. So maybe one of the other candidates that makes okay. That's what I was thinking. But I'm thinking today's today's Wednesday, not Tuesday. So never mind. So probably there to go meet the coach. And then, oh, that's on Monday. I thought he did that all in one day. Never mind. I'm like, that's a crazy trip in one day. <laughs> and yeah. then Tuesday, Minneapolis to Reno, and then to Van Nuys, Van Nuys for whatever reason. Before, I don't know. Could, was it? I don't know. What's in Van Nuys, California? I have no idea. I've that, never heard of that. that I've heard. Article. I've heard of it, but I'm just kind of thinking. Um, so you also got Steve Alford, Musselman, McCaffrey. They said there's four coaches. Is that including um, Kevin Selps? Uh, Kelvin Sampson, Houston, who's staying? Is that because Yeah, I, it could be, but yeah, he confirmed that he's staying. I'm pretty sure you're signing an extension. Yeah, well, he mentioned there's four candidates, so I was trying to piece out the other one. So um, here's the thing, too. How familiar are you with Arkansas basketball? Like, just in big picture-wise. Like how... How good they are? Sense? Are they a good program? Is it, a, a, besides being SEC, like, what do you? what's your familiarity with um, this team? Well, I think that they can be very good, and they can probably be top twenty-five good most years. And they, again, they play an excellent conference, and they have good facilities. When when Bun Walton Arena is going, and there's and they're sold out, like that's one of the toughest places to play in the entire country. Uh, they have they pack nearly twenty thousand people into that arena if the, if it's sold out. So that place can get going, and especially if there's a lot of fan support. So. Uh, it's but it's still a middle tier SEC job, and that probably isn't going to change under the direction of any one specific coach. So it is a little peculiar for someone in Musselman's shoes to be rumored to take a job like UCLA or Texas if it were to open up, or some of those more prominent jobs, and then go to a middle tier SEC job, which he probably could have taken a year or maybe even two years ago. So, you mean to go to Arkansas instead? Yeah, uh, and and that's not to say that uh, he wasn't wanted by UCLA or anything like that. Maybe he didn't want to go to UCLA, and that's been the case for a lot of these coaches. But UCLA is still, in my opinion, a much better job than Arkansas oh, is. Oh yeah, and I think that Musselman's definitely capable of coaching at a program like UCLA. So I don't know if him taking this job would be selling himself short because he's got to be. I don't know, at least top three in terms of non-power six coaches that can move up, if not second or the top guy. I couldn't think of anyone else that really who is who is potentially looking for a job that has more likelihood of getting one of those top jobs. So it, it would be a really good step up for him, but I don't know if it is the type of job that you would want to wait this many years in Reno to get, if that makes sense. Because I still feel like he could get a job like UCLA or Texas and do great things there. All right. So I want your opinion because you're a bit younger than me. I remember back in when I was younger, like early high school, Nolan Richardson taking him to the Final Fours, winning mm-hmm. a national title. So there's, I was going through some of our comments and people are like, Arkansas is a crap job. It's terrible. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not. It's not crap. It's more like um, it's real. Honestly, really comparable to UNLV, I'd say, mm-hmm. with probably slightly more success from that same time. Well, slightly more from when they won their last national title. Not much more, but a little bit more, because you go back to Nolan Richardson. They went to the national title in '94, won it back to back '95, lost it, made the title game back to back championship appearance is amazing. 
went to the uh, Elite, I uh, know, 316 the year after. Since since 96, they've had a couple wins here and there in NCAA tournaments. Nothing amazing. Been okay. They've been above average. No, what, one one or two losing seasons? Not many. Oh, a couple. About four losing seasons. So it's a job that could, like, I'm not going to say rival Kentucky, but when they were at their peak, if they could somehow get back to that era, which would be a what? Which would be difficult because Richardson from 88 in the Southwest Conference till SEC in 01, only missed NCAA tournament. Four, three times, four times. And advancing pretty deep, Yeah, too. advancing deep. Like, yeah. Yeah, and so there's there's potential there, but basketball's changed. That's 20 plus years, just about 20 years ago from all that stuff going on. So it's there where they like basketball. It could be good at basketball. It really could be what Tennessee is, essentially, right in that range. Like, not what Kentucky is year, every year because it's just amazing what Cal's doing there and they have who they had before. But it's a job where – the potential's there, but right now it's not because they've only been to three NCAA tournaments since uh, 2009. Mm-hmm. And so it's a good job, but you're right. There are better jobs like Arkansas, UCLA. Oh, UCLA. What if Arizona opens up with Sean Miller? Who knows what's going to happen there the next this year or next? Another thing to consider is would Mar- or, sorry, uh, Musselman have a better team next year to go farther in advance or do something to boost his status was this year his best year with the most talented team probably most talented but who knows if he lets jordan brown play next year what if he gets these transfers who's always looking at the guys from whoever across the country so <laughs> as for the open jobs i get he's gonna listen to it because earning two and a half times your income at a premier conference also where the pressure is not there he can make the like we messaged back and forth you to me he could make the NCAA tournament with like 18 wins that's that's the other thing to gauge. I think you meant, you bring up a good point there with the pressure too, because if you do take one of the jobs like I mentioned with UCLA or Texas, then or Arizona, then you're immediately hopping into a place where the expectations are sky high, and you have to win and advance in the NCAA tournament immediately. And with a place like Arkansas, which I think your comparison to UNLV is great, it was a really good team in the '90s and has had some trouble the last decade plus you're not in a scenario where you have to immediately contend for like a second weekend appearance in the NCAA tournament. You do have some time. You can win 18 to 20 games and get into the, into the March madness. Um, and then kind of build off of that. And once you see some positive momentum, then interest starts to improve. You get better recruits and it, you kind of go from there. So I think that's another thing to take into consideration is that maybe even as strange as it sounds, maybe you don't take that best, most prominent job because it does come with those expectations. And and uh, to be quite honest, when Musselman's been put in that situation and throughout his coaching career, when he has to deliver or he enters a place where he has these massive expectations, and I'm looking directly at his two NBA head coaching tenures, which were complete flameouts. Like that's that's where he struggled but when he goes to a little bit more of a mid-level job like Nevada that he succeeded and he's risen back up so there's that yeah, too, I think yeah. it's I think it's interesting where his career can go from here because he can take one of these jobs and I think do great and continue to excel and get to the NCAA tournament advance have individual player awards all that good stuff or he can wait another year have a pick up another 20 25 win season with the Wolfpack 
and hold out for what could be an even better job. That's a good point. Forgot where he was he with the Kings and Warriors? Is that right? Mm-hmm. So maybe that is right. Like the not okay. This sounds wrong to say, but like maybe he can't handle pressure. And some people could point to that this year. Oh, he lost the first round NCAA tournament, big games, loses San Diego State. Oh, he won what one Mountainless Conference tournament, right? Yes. And so there, there is some legit legitimacy to that, but it's not to say he maybe he doesn't like you said. Maybe he's fine where he's at. Keep winning, winning enough. But the pressure, I don't know. The pressure arena is pretty high at the moment. But like you said, go to Arizona, UCLA, Texas. It's going to be you need twenty five wins now. You need to win the Pac twelve, Big twelve, eight uh, uh, right away if you take any of those jobs. So maybe he, maybe you're right. Maybe he doesn't want to. He's fine making getting a bump to one point three million and being the head coach of Reno, where he's close to California. His wife's that area's not too far to go to Lake Tahoe or go to Bay Area from there. He could still win plenty of games, do a good job because they're not going to fire him unless he does poorly. But if mm-hmm. he goes to Arkansas, let's say he goes to one NCAA tournament in four years. Last year, 16 and 20, he's gone. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. And so there's a lot of things to consider. Maybe he doesn't want to have all that pressure. But Arkansas, again, it's like you know, Nevada, you know, be a little bit where it's like, okay, you can – hopefully they'll give them time because their coach was a Mike uh, Mike Anderson was there for a long time. Mm-hmm. He was fired after not making an NCAA tournament after going 26 wins, 23 wins, 18 wins. So maybe – I'm not saying he can't handle pressure – but that's a little bit in his background for his coaching ability, right? That's not too unkind to say. I, I think there's some some truth behind that. Yeah. So, what do you think he will do? What because what, what, what's what's, what's going to happen here? Give me your expert insight takes. You know everything. <laughs> I well, it was Gut feeling a lot more like <laughs> it was sounding a lot like he was. I mean, a few tweets away from probably taking the Arkansas job, and now I'm not so sure. So I think ultimately, I I think the Arkansas job might go to someone else. I'm I'm kind of curious which other names surface. I did see Steve Alford's name come up, which mm-hmm. is is interesting, and I don't know if that is really going to be that serious. But uh, there are a lot of coaches probably in Musselman's position that want to be at one of these power conference jobs, and Arkansas is attractive for a lot of reasons. So. In the end, I don't think that he ends up in Arkansas, but I also don't know if every position that's open now, I don't know if that's all we're going to get. I think there's a good chance that we might see another one of these big ones open if Arizona decides to move on from Sean Miller or if um, something happens with LSU and Will Wade because as far as I know, he's still um, kind of in that Mm wait-and-see mode. I think if LSU opens up, there's a really good chance that Musselman interviews and is immediate top candidate there as he's already been the assistant and associate head coach there. And if Arizona does as well, I I would imagine Musselman's at least one of the first one or two guys that comes to mind. So if those jobs open up, I'm pretty confident Musselman's not going to be back in Reno next season. But if Arkansas is the most attractive job on the market, I'm, I'm pretty confident he'll still be coaching with the Wolfpack next season. So do you think, basically, what you're saying is that he, if he's leaving, it's leaving for like a really, really good job. Not I just, think so. Not because here's the thing too. There's all these coaches who been around. Like, oh, I've only coached college. They've been assistant. This is the first head coach. Like, let's look at what um, UNLV's doing. TJ, his coach. He's there a couple of years at South Dakota State. There, first big job. They we'll get to. We'll talk about that in a minute because that's a lot of payment, pay money to give him to come to mm-hmm. town there. But 
Musselman has made money in the NBA. He's made decent money other coach. Like he's not like a guy. This is his first first time getting the job. Oh, I need to advance. I need to go higher. He's been at the highest level of coaching basketball in the United States in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He's coached well wherever he's gone. He's been at LSU. He's at what Arizona State for a season, right? I believe assistant there mm-hmm. or associate head coach, one of the two. So he's been at high levels with the NBA. And so it's not like he's not lacking for money i'd assume and he's getting paid well in nevada as well and so it's not like he needs to take the jump to prove himself maybe he's fine and wants to because we saw who was it um the guy who's our who's it, cbb today who wrote the thing about the mid-major kevin thing? sweeney yeah kevin sweeney he had the piece about that where it's like well quit looking for the next mark few or something <laughs> yeah know. that was a really good column yeah it, it was i need to go read it more but I don't know if if Musselman's going to be that guy, but he also he's been around and he knows, so he can be more selective because he's been there at bigger jobs, and he's financially fine. Because not to say guys at South Dakota State or other schools aren't making decent money or really good six figure money, but he's already just over a million. He's had it before. He's coached at these levels before, and he's built like you could say he's quote building by transfers, but if he could build by winning. The transfer thing won't last forever. Obviously, it's not a way to go like 10 years in a program, but he's already proven to recruit well enough to get Jordan Brown. He's always going to bring a transfer here and there to come into play. And if they keep winning and you got if Brown plays well, like, oh, maybe I will play. It may take me a year to get into play to get all the time as a highly regarded recruit. It'll both mesh together. And maybe he's fine making 1.2 this year, 1.5. I mean, just slowly building up to keep winning because he's not, he's not going anywhere by getting fired. But I think he's just being particularly selective. And it seems like UCLA doesn't really want him. So there's that too. Yep. Yep. I say he stays. I think he does too. Do you, Any caveats to that? Or do you just say he's not taking the Arkansas job? Well, I, again, if I think if better <laughs> jobs open up, there's that possibility. But I don't know if it will because it's been kind of quiet with what's been going on at Arizona now. LSU, but their their tournament run is over, so we could see some movement there. I just I don't know how. I mean, obviously, Musselman's heard some rumors about him and which jobs he is capable of taking and, and can take. I don't. I mean, you like to believe that these coaches are so focused on what's going on within their programs, but you have to hear it at some point. It's just out there, and especially when you're on social media and stuff, you're going to see that. So I'm. I know that he is aware that he's capable of taking one of these prominent jobs. And so that has to at least be in the back of your mind when you interview at a place like Arkansas, which is still a good job, but more of a middle-tier type power conference position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has, like, that's potential. I say he's not taking the Arkansas job. I'll say he'll be in Reno next year. I, I'm with you on that. I think he still is the Nevada head coach. However, the season after, I, I'm pretty sure he's gone. I think it, one of these big jobs is going to open up, and that could do it. Assuming he has reasonable success. Like yeah, I, I, I don't take, have any doubt that he that they'll do well next year. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's move on from that a little bit. Um, let's go to the. Um, we haven't talked since um, apparently UNLV is back to winning national titles. Is that what I heard? Oh God, I knew you were going to get heated on this. <laughs> no, I, 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 my piece was reasonable, was tepid, tepid, tepid. Um, two, uh-huh. Well, two things on that. UNLV is giving TJ Olsenberger the highest contract in the conference, so. At the very worst, back to Nevada, Musselman will get a bump of at least 100k more than him, mm-hmm. because he is at 1.1 million with 100,000 parries per year. So I'd say Musk gets probably 1.3, assuming he stays. 
You can see he's at one million last year. Dutcher eight hundred five. Medved seven hundred k. Leon Rice needs to pay, but come on, six seventy five. Get on, yeah. Broncos. Uh, no Craig kidding. Smith is pretty good too. Six fifty year one coach. Um, Gene Aprulo, no na, not applicable. Not sure. Couldn't mm. find it. <laughs> it's probably for the better. I don't know. <laughs> <Yo. laughs> his win, his win per dollar, not very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so the reason I bring this up because first off, well, we're. The salary thing is weird because you pay him a lot of money for some reason. I I don't know what it is, but let's get to his comments because I thought I was pretty fair in what I was saying about him because I get his point. It's like it's been done before, and people and I realized too. I was like, "Crap! I posted this on April first. Way to go!" <laughs> <laughs> and I, that was not my intention. I'm like, "We haven't written anything in a while. We need to get some content back on the site. We've been kind of chilling for a little bit, which is fine." But then some point put out, you know, it's April 1st. I'm like, yeah, but he did say that a couple days ago. I just happened to put mm-hmm. it on April 1st, which I guess good on me. So here's his exact thing he says, so we're clear. And we'll kind of wrap up after this because we'll talk about early projections next week or two. Also, um, let me back up. I'd say Arkansas gets a coach by Final Four weekend because all the million coaches are there. So I think yeah, we'll, I think so too. we'll know by the end of the week of what's going on there. So here's what Ultzelberg said last week at press conference. When you think about the history of this program – there are not many programs in the United States where you have a real chance to win a national championship. <sighs> real chance? I guess since you technically done it once, you can do it again. <laughs> I guess so. He goes on to say, we have that here. Accurate. It has been done here. Check mark. Check the box. It has been proven it can be done here. Yes. In a hot tub as well. My ad there. <laughs> so we have the historical reference at, as the bar that we know we can get to. Again, factually correct. We will compete for conference championships. Good. And Sabres in one day national championship again. Those are all 100% accurate statements, right? Yeah. How realistic are they? The first two I have no problem with. Correct. Uh, There's no reason why uh, UNLV can't compete for, first of all, Mountain West titles and then also NCAA tournament titles. um, Or NCAA tournament berths. But national titles, that's... You have to start to advancing deep in the tournament on a consistent basis, really get a lot of excitement around your program and, and do all these other things before that's possible. True. Also, um, I put in the article, I, Jeff Grammer replied to us and said, Hey, how about you win an outright title? I'm like, Oh, outright that 1990 title co-champions with Utah mm-hmm. co-champions. Yeah. So, <laughs> So let's start with that. Like, when an outright, like, realistically, UNLV should finish no worse than fourth every year, and fourth should be considered a agreed for them. Agreed. Like, Nevada's on the up and up. But if you think about it, it typically should be every year some order of. Uh, I'll exclude Nevada just because historical purposes they've been had a couple great, great runs, but not decades great. It should be some order of San Diego State, New Mexico, UNLV every year should be in the mix. That probably should be your conference champion every year. Every year, those three teams. Mm-hmm. Like if you look since back from the late eighties, just be those three schools. You have CSU who proved can do it a couple of times at ten miles. You um, obviously Nevada and Alabama, Leon Rice and Boise State if you can pull things up. And Craig Smith at Utah State. And look at Utah State, they're finally back to winning a conference title after Big West dominating. Whack took a couple years to dominate. Took a little bit extra longer time to not dominate, but I guess yeah, you dominate if you want to share the conference title. You're dominating. So, but those three schools should be in the mix, and you and Levi should finish no worse than fourth every year. Mm-hmm. But I get he likes the goals, and I was not being like snide at all and saying that. So, like, consider they haven't been ranked in the top twenty-five end of year since twenty twelve. They haven't made it past the uh, Sweet Sixteen 
um, since Lola and Kruger is there in 2013. Or excuse me, um, uh, where did it go here? Yeah, it was Kruger. Yeah, Kruger, 2013. Um, oh, no, sorry, 2007, sorry. 2013 was the last time they made NCAA tournament. 2012, last time they've been AP Top 25 in the end of the year. And they've only been, this staggered and shocked me. Since their final four blowout loss to Duke, they have only been to seven NCAA tournaments since then, since 1981. Seven. Yeah. That is shockingly low for a program that should be, that's considered and thinks of itself as one of the top five jobs in the West. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, placing a lot of weight on what happened quite a while ago i would say and that's why we compared it to the arkansas job a bit too yeah i think those comparisons are pretty fair so a couple things they can recruit talent look to anthony bennett brandon mccoy first drop like five-star guys other guys who come to town have done really good but i think you made a good point too they guys leave early and that's the issue with them Mm -hmm. like uh they have i think one guy who pulled his name out of the portal they had seven now they're down to six right uh, well, Trey Woodbury is one that announced that he will be back. Yeah, because we updated our um, list there. Start with mm-hmm. that. Keep your roster together, and things will come together and be fine. I don't care if you get all the five-star guys or just get a run-of-the-mill, average, above-average college basketball guys. They did get their first commitment on Tuesday, which is uh, Jonah Antonio, who's who started his career with Mount St. Mary's and went to JUCO. I saw that, And yeah. so I think, I think he's a good fit. He's, he can score. He can shoot from deep. He has a lot of range. So I think that's the type of guy that – Otzelberger will be looking at but to go back to your point just keeping the rosters relatively the same from year to year I think is what will make or break his tenure also yeah I think too like if you keep like it's for any job like you can have a guys who are just like look at Air Force for example they're bringing back everybody next year for most part they may not win the conference title we're probably we're not going to project them to win a conference title because we kind of you put that out there and we'll discuss it most likely next show but they will be a team that could knock off Nevada, San Diego State, or Utah mm-hmm. State because of what they did this year. They've won some games they probably – or we didn't think they would. Having that talent back on your team and consistency will help you out. And so – and Air Force clearly doesn't have superior athletes, five-star, four-stars, maybe even low three-star guys at best on their team. So if they can get that together, that's what you want to do. And for one final thing, scheduling. Uh, he wants to schedule good teams quickly. I say mm-hmm. slow down, right? <laughs> yeah, I, would, I think I think fans would be more interested in winning games first than than <laughs> playing some of these top fifty teams that could run you out of your own building. I would say maybe not do what they did with McCoy a couple years ago, where a super soft schedule. Yeah, but I get it. They could go to if they really need to. They can go to the T-Mobile Arena or was it T-Mobile Center? They got Duke there. They can bring teams to Vegas, which is great. And we know what Craig Thompson wants and the league wants to schedule better teams. But I say this in football a lot. And this is very much true in basketball with the net rating, the Q1, Q2, whatever victories. Play teams that are good conferences, better conferences, but may not be the best team. Like play Illinois, right? Like I get, like, look what Nevada did. Their schedule didn't work out great. USC, Arizona State, Utah. But teams like that, and hopefully they get to at least Q2 games, those add up. You may not get many Q1 games under schedule unless stuff happens because those are pretty good teams to get under schedule. But there's no reason they can't get mid to upper Pac-12, get some – you think UConn, UConn – Cincinnati came out to Vegas. You know what I mean? Teams like mm-hmm. that play Houston, play – I guess I said Connecticut. Try to play – if you want to bring teams to town – 
you could probably get the top of the Missouri Valley to come in. Well, I shouldn't mention Missouri Valley, but you know what I mean. Like teams like um, <laughs> no, you, yeah, it's it's true. Yeah. Like B, even BYU, they played like they played Utah State. They're usually maybe not next year, but probably going to be at least a Q two game. But but more realistically, try to get um, Kansas State. You know what I mean? Try to get Iowa. Try to get Iowa State. Get Illinois. Get Indiana. Get teams. Well, Indiana. I'm trying to get back there, but you know, I mean, Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Try to get Florida teams like that who are pretty. I guess they played Florida, Nevada did, but you know what I mean. Those type of games that are winnable games, but it may not be the tip of the top of the conference. And those get you Q two and Q one victories in most circumstances. Yeah, and those are winnable games. Like playing Washington State might be Q two Q two game just because by virtue of them being in the Pac twelve. Yeah, exactly. Maybe mm-hmm. not Cal, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But get a mix, build into it. Maybe have one. Like if you if they can do it, try to swing like. One great game a year, like really good game. Try to get like they had Duke. Try to get Texas. Try to get Kansas to play. Kansas State played came to Denver to play Colorado State. Try to mm-hmm. get something like that. Try they can get Arizona to town. I know they can. They can get UCLA to town. It's like maybe one of those games start off, but mix it up some some winnable games because confidence is a big deal. Like look at this year, they won all the games they should have won. When they played good teams, they lost. Their yep. schedule this year was a good one they wanted to do. So I think that's don't go out and try to schedule. Duke, UNC, Gonzaga, Michigan State, and uh, Houston. You know what I mean? The Houston's your easiest game, and they're a top ten team. Don't do that because that's going to be failure, immediate failure. I think, I think to a little extent, this is kind of coach speak, saying that you're going to schedule really good teams because you're not going to say, yeah, we're going to schedule a bunch of Prairie View A and M's and go thirteen and zero in non-conference every year. It's almost like every October during media days when every single coach says that they're going to speed it up and like play at a good pace. Like we, we know that some of these teams are going to end up like 250th in tempo. So it, yeah. I think it's just one of those things that people say, but, but you're right about strategically uh, planning out these schedules. I think there's a lot to it. Some teams know how to do it. Other teams don't. And you hope that Otzelberger and his staff uh, are able to assemble competitive schedules that both grant you victories or at least opportunities to pick up q1 and q2 victories but also don't wear down your team and and produce some pretty bad win-loss record yeah and so that just you just gotta kind of mix it up so you gotta figure things out so mm-hmm. um <laughs> just really quick i have a there's a twitter follower uh i'm not i'm gonna be nice i'm like gonna i just directed them <laughs> to the link they are a um if you're a nevada fan know how to spell wolfback yeah, okay. Grammar Wolfback. <laughs> um, also, <laughs> yeah. One last coaching bit of news. Um, did you see uh, Menzies looking at Grand Canyon assistant job? Oh, yeah, I did see that. Mm-hmm. So I saw some tweets on there. It's like, is he just doing UNLV a favor because they're paying him $800,000? Here's the thing. He's not going to make 800000 as assistant. It'll just offset whatever UNLV pays him. Yeah. So I don't know what assistants get, particularly Grand Canyon assistants and the WAC. I would say, would he get six figures? Yeah. Low six figures? Yeah. Okay. So he'll still get whatever the difference is from UNLV paying him. So maybe it's inadvertently giving him a solid. And I see people like, well, why coach? You're getting 800 grand. He's a basketball coach. He likes to coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. It's like, why would you? And that's a pretty good program to latch on to. You know what I mean? It's like Grand Canyon's going to contend for the whack every year. Dan Marley probably be there for a while. But Menjis likes to coach. He's, here's the thing, too. The people don't realize he was from the WAC, the Mexico State. He kind of knows the league pretty well. Why would yeah. you not want to have that knowledge? It's similar with Dave Rice going to Nevada for a year. He's familiar with the conference. 
I think he did interview for the Cal Poly head coaching position, but didn't get it. So now he's kind of scoping out some of the better assistant coaching jobs. But I think Grant Kenya would be a nice landing spot for him to pick himself up and then find a new uh, head coaching position pretty soon. All right, we need to let, let finish on something silly here because it's been too serious. We like to have fun here. Okay. So I, I've, I've had a tweet open for a while just in front of me. Do you ever look at the Eater Twitter account at eater.com? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Headline, Japan's $900 Golden Giant Burger. Six pounds of beef, full gras, and fresh truffles finish off with a gold powder-infused bun on top. Yes. That's like yes. a state. <laughs> $900? Here's the thing. Think sure. about it. How, how big's typical burger? Maybe if you're really hungry, maybe half pounder? Yeah. Okay. Divide that between 12 people. Okay. What's 900 divided by 12? Is that a reasonable fee to get the burger that, down to? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> if, you, if you take half a pound? That's true, yeah. There you go. Wait, <laughs> would, would Not you, bad. That's obviously meant for a group. Just just the same. If you're half pound, that would only be, okay, air quote, only $75 a person. <laughs> only, yeah. Hey, if it's worth it, it's worth it. You're eating gold, aren't you? Apparently. I, I've actually done that with, like, when I was living in New York City for a while or nearby, there was a – it was an ice cream Sunday thing with like gold and stuff on top. Yeah, okay, not bad. Dang. Whatever. Okay, Jeremy. And, dude, it wasn't, <laughs> dude. <laughs> it was literally okay, like a thirty dollars uh, dessert, but still. <laughs> well, you can say that you uh, gold? digested gold. I so have. yeah, it, I'll tell you this: <laughs> it awesome. added literally nothing to the to the food besides visually. Yeah, it looked nice. It looked pretty. But you got to pay. Yeah, it's look good. You want to have that? <laughs> get that stuff out there. And you can always say that you did. Oh man! Oh, okay. Let me let me mistake. Let me refresh on this. I went to the article. Okay, it's a six pound burger, only two point two pounds of meat though. Interesting. Hmm. Oh, that makes me maybe still want it, but not as much. It looks pretty yeah. good. I'm looking at it right here. It's huge. It's for a party. If I had the money and a handful of people to do it, I would try it at least once, right? Yeah, I think you have to. I would try a lot of stuff once. You know what I mean? It's like why not? Mm-hmm. I have, uh, yeah, we'll go. Yes, words sometimes. Yes, words on like thirty dollars. Can you can we get you a ham? No, if you, you, you're not willing. Here's what here's what, what I'll do. If people want to send me a ham, give me a honey bake or what's it? What's the store? Honey bake ham store. What's it called? Um, I have no idea. Whatever. There's a stores. Send me a gift card to buy ham. I'll probably just donate to charity or something to give it to good use to people who would appreciate ham or somebody or maybe I'd, okay. I'd either re-gift it or give it to see I'd be a nice guy there. I'd re, be the, re no I'll be the nice guy donate to a charity that you know, like the food bank or something here okay that's fair see, that's fair that look, look like a good guy but could still say ham sucks <laughs> <laughs> that's true okay alright that's fair I, it's, uh, we haven't done much food are people we don't need to dive into our ham talk now but we have three months until Fourth uh, of July. And we can go over that again. Oh yeah, people were. What was the issue with that again? Potato salad. Um, I don't know, but recently, like as as recent as a month ago, I've kind of come around on potato salad. It's so good. What type? Mustard it's, based. What's that? Mustard based. Yeah. That's, that's what, or just any kind really. I don't know. That's better. It's still poor man's coleslaw though. Cool. <laughs> yeah, stirring up the pot. I uh, I'm okay with coleslaw. It depends. It has to be done right because if it's bad, it could be really bad. Oh, it can be nasty. It's uh, it what, what? So how do you make it? Do you just get it from the store? Do you? I know KFC has coleslaw, which is probably not the best standard to go by. <laughs> Use like the the coleslaw mix. There's mm-hmm. like the with all the vegetables and whatever. And then I add some mayo, but not too much. Okay. Some lemon juice, pepper, some salt. And uh, gotta put some sriracha on that. Oh, sriracha! Oh, you know what? I, yes. Okay, one last food food tr- tip. 
I'm so I'm still trying to lose a few more pounds, trying to get to my uh, two twelve sveltness or whatever, trying to get down mm-hmm. there. One of the things I can put have for kind of what I'm working on is olives, like as part of a snack, because like a healthy mm-hmm. fat. I saw it at the store once. I had sriracha and olives. My God, it's interesting. Mm. Kind of pricey because it's in the individual cups, like it's a to go thing. I got it because I wanted to see what the ratio was. Tasted well. Do it yourself at home and save a ton of money because it's like five dollars for that little four pack of olives. Dang, dang. It's like, and there's probably maybe ten to each little cup. It's like I could buy a full can. That's like two cans worth, and that could be like three dollars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe even that, depending. Like it's one or one and a half cans. I'm like, okay, I'll do it myself. A little Tupperware. Put like a squirt of sriracha, shake it up in there, make sure they're cold. It's like the best snack you'll ever have. Hmm. Okay. Just trust me. Black olives, a little, little drop of there. Life changing, I'm telling you. All right. So there you go. That's our cooking tips today. <laughs> um, cheap Sounds olives good. and sriracha, or the nine hundred pound pound nine hundred dollar golden giant burger from Japan. Maybe we should get golden olives. Ooh, I'll work on that. See what we can do there. All right, that's it for our show. Today. I think we're ready there. Golden olives. <laughs> <laughs> um, Greek olives are good. Feta cheese, Greek olive, Greek salad. It's always good. Mm. All right, let's wrap it up here. No more food talks. I'm getting hungry. It's lunchtime <laughs> here for me just about. So, and I got to get driving stuff. That's your show for today. Thank you for listening to all of our Nevada talk, UNLV talk, food talk. Uh, we will be back maybe next week. We'll think about it. We have our big early pre. Well, actually, we'll be back soon. Whenever the coaching hires made or not made, we'll come back to talk about that. Mm-hmm. We can review Eli's nine bold predictions because we need to do that one more time. Yes. Because Final Four's here, and well, another one bites the dust. Does not make yeah, it no kidding. go that far. Uh, and we'll talk uh, probably super early, super predictions uh, in a week, week and a half. And check us out, mwr.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, anywhere you get your podcast. We're there, and we'll see you next time.